Step out into the open air and claim your freedom waiting there. Hello everybody and welcome back to Coffee in the Corral. I'm Abigail Hobbs. I'm sitting out here with Zell right now in the corral. She, uh, I just had to take off my heated gloves to share some of my coffee with her. It's, um, I don't know, 28, 29 degrees this morning. Um, slowly warming up. So I had to wear my heated gloves today so I don't freeze to death, but I'm still here and Zell is still here. And she, she came over earlier when I was setting up and was just sniffing all of my stuff like she usually does, but her muzzle was so freaking dirty. The, the corral that they're in right now that they stay in during the daytime is mostly dirt because the grass has stopped growing. So she'll muzzle around in the dirt all day which makes her have a super dirty muzzle, which means she came up and dumped a bunch of dirt right on my chair, right on the top of the my Yeti mug. There's just dirt everywhere. And then she was like sniffing me and getting dirt all over me. I was like, Zelenka. But she's innocent. She doesn't even know she has dirt on her muzzle probably. <laughs> right, baby? And I did share some coffee with you even though you got dirt in my coffee. Can you say hi to everybody this morning? Can you say hello to everybody? Yeah. Thanks for coming back, you guys. Um, okay. I have some crazy exciting news. You are going to be amazed. So yesterday, I bought a motorcycle. I, I know, right? Like, I was realizing that the beginning of November is when I got is when I signed up for my motorcycle class. I thought the class was gonna be in the end of November, um, but they ended up having an opening in one of the earlier classes because somebody canceled. So I was able to get into the earlier classes in the beginning of November. Um, then I just took, you know, took the course, passed the test, got my endorsement. I've just been trying to like work on learning about motorcycles, been looking them up, been researching them, been, um, you know, searching, for motorcycles on Facebook Marketplace, been going to a bunch of dealerships in town and talking to people and anyways, saving money. I've been saving money over the last year. Um, didn't really know I was saving for a motorcycle. This is a new, <laughs> this is a new thing. But um, yeah, having my own savings is a new thing for me. I was never taught to save money like that um, where I was able to have my own. That was apart from my husband's. You know, it's always been like our money together. And so um, this has been a, an exciting journey of like, huh, I wonder what it would be like to just have my own money. I'm gonna talk more about that later, but long story short, I bought a motorcycle <laughs> um, on, let's see, Saturday of last week, Nate, Jennifer and I went to go look at a motorcycle up in Bentonville, Arkansas rode the motorcycle, fell in love with it. Nate and Jennifer fell in love with it. We went home, we talked about it, we got all the stuff together, drove back the next day. I had to go to a motorcycle shop to finish buying the motorcycle gear that I needed for riding. I had my helmet and my jacket, but I needed pants. It was a freaking cold day, and if you didn't know, it's Sunday was the first day here, where we live anyways, um, that snowed yet for this winter. So literally woke up the day I was supposed to drive my motorcycle home, and there was snow on the ground. And it was like 21 degrees. I was like, of course, the day before was beautiful. The weather was beautiful. So it like dropped in 30 degrees by the second day. It was really windy. 
really cold. The snow did melt, but it was just a really cold, windy day. We went to get the motorcycle. Nate had to put the windshield on it. The winds were so cold, even just putting the windshield on the motorcycle that we they pulled the motorcycle up behind the van to kind of block the wind from it so they could put the windshield on. I was sitting in the van trying to warm up and get all my gear on. Anyways, wildness. I rode that fucker home. <laughs> um, it was about an hour drive, I think. It took me an hour and a half. I ended up taking, I was on the interstate for about 11 miles, but then I took back roads the rest of the time because it was so windy. And it really wasn't that cold besides my feet. Like I haven't got motorcycle insulated boots yet. So I just had my cow, cowgirl boots on, but um, I was warm for the most part. It just was the fact that it was super windy and there were straight winds blowing in really hard and gusting on it. <coughs> Excuse me, <coughs> cashew. Anyways, there was winds gusting in over those hills and it's real hilly up through Arkansas and the interstate was just wide open. So I'd come up over these hills and get hit by these straight winds coming from both different directions straight on from the side. It was just unpredictable and scary because I've never driven that fast. Um, and I actually only got up to 60 miles an hour because I was like getting buffeted by the winds. And uh, it's a pretty heavy bike. It's, it's a, let's see, I think it's a 700 pound bike. So, I mean, it's not the heaviest, but it's not the lightest bike either. So I was glad I didn't get like a lighter bike, but um, it was crazy. I was scared to death. I was excited. I was like, highly focused. I was like in this zone of like, oh, trying to just watch my mirrors there. Of course, it was the busiest day of the year for traveling because everyone's traveling home from Thanksgiving. So the interstate that's usually not busy at all was very busy. Cars and semis were just roaring past me. I was like, oh my God, this is so scary. But I did it. I rode it all the way home. I stayed alive. I had bright gear that I bought specifically for being um, very visual and having high visibility. Um, so uh, I made it home in an hour and a half and uh, was super stoked and excited and like, I can't believe I did this in less than a month. Like for, I just, I look back and I'm like, the timeline was just so fast. I wasn't expecting it to go that fast. Honestly, I was just gonna take my time looking around and to try this one bike out it was such a good deal the bike is beautiful it had everything that i wanted on it it's already has mustang seats on it they're super comfortable super expensive they're like 900 seats um, it has the footboard so it's been really upgraded um, it shifts like a dream it's got cobra pipes on it so it's really loud which makes it super safe it sounds as mean as hell. It's awesome. It's totally awesome. It is a Kawasaki Vulcan 900 classic. Beautiful gem. I'll post some pictures on my social media. So if you guys visit there, you'll get to see some pictures, maybe some videos too. Um, yeah, so, so there's my taking my freedom story for today, right? I mean, I just, I can't believe it. And this is the first time like something, um, the motorcycles in my name and that's it. Like, I think it's the first time something's been just in my name. I'm used to like everything always being like in Nate and I's name. And um, so this is like my thing. It's super exciting. So yeah, I'm gonna work on getting it tagged and titled and inspected and all that good jazz and hopefully learn about my motorcycle. Cause I like, I wanna work on it and I wanna like, you know, add things and 
I don't know, just personalize it to fit me. So that's my exciting news. Here's my other really exciting news. I love how Zell has turned her butt to us. Have you noticed that in the background? It's like Zell is still here with me, but she's like, you are dead to me. She like turned around <laughs> facing up. She's like, I'm here, but um, if you notice, I'll just point this out. The horses are facing the sun. They're warming up. So when they, they come in off of the pasture from being out eating all night, if it's a beautiful sunny day, it's so um, uh, pleasant and rewarding to watch them because they like all come in here and then they turn and face the sun wherever the sun's coming up and then they go right to sleep. It's like they doze, you know, they, I've, I've told you guys about how they can sleep standing up. So then they just doze off, close their eyes, face the sun and just like, you can tell it's just how peaceful they feel and content. So it's really rewarding. I love to watch that. So that's what Zell's doing. She's actually not trying to ignore me. She's facing the sun, getting some sunshine. Okay. Today's episode is actually a surprise for Nate. He doesn't know about this, but he does upload and edit my video. So um, he doesn't edit the video, but like he, he has to make the audio match the the video so he d he does that he's super savvy in those areas but so he will get to see this but he doesn't know that today I'm going to podcast about my incredible partner Nate I brought a picture okay the reason why I chose today specifically to podcast about Nate is because it's our 19th wedding anniversary today yep November 27th We've been married 19 years, and I brought a picture I wanted to show you guys. This is this is Nate. This was um, the last day of our honeymoon. We were coming back into town before we headed home, and uh, we stopped by Walmart to get something, and I snapped a picture of him in the parking lot. I remember exactly where we were at. And so this is Nate 19 years ago. I'm gonna stand up here and put it in front of the camera you can see that if you're not watching the video you should watch it for a second so you can see Nate um, isn't he a charmer okay look at look at him just I mean how can you not fall for that right anyways his nickname was stud muffin all the other guys were like man you're the stud muffin and they were jealous I'm pretty sure they were jealous because he was a stud muffin um, and he was, I mean, crazy handsome, and he is crazy handsome. He still is. 19 years later, he just looks amazing, right? I mean, he's fit, he's handsome, he's smart, he's fun, he's funny, he's all of the things. I wanted to talk about him today because I thought it would be fun to tell some stories about um, the last 19 years and things are so different for Nate and I now than they were 19 years ago like I was looking at this picture this morning and just thinking about like how young we were he was 21 okay um, I was 21 we're only four months apart so he's four months older than I am and um we just had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> we had no fucking idea. Um, we had grown up in the, the village and we're basically just following the footsteps of like our 
peers and you know the way things were done in the cult that we grew up in and um, even in our culture and society like you know you find somebody and you get married and you have kids and like we did all of that and um, there's a lot of hard parts to our story too that I'm not going to dive into today um, but when I say the hard parts really the hard parts have been because of the toxic environment that we grew up in and because of the very narrow-minded beliefs that we were raised to believe those were the things that some things that really made our marriage most difficult um, and when I say that like I also would add in like we have been extremely happy together the last 19 years of course we've had difficulties and fights and d disagreements and misunderstandings and all that stuff but like the fact that we were both raised in this really toxic cult and then married in that and then moved away tried to kind of you know we tried to carry that on that all fell through and then moved here to Missouri and then like all of the shit hit the fan and we realized that everything we'd ever been taught was a lie and we you know having to rebuild our whole life and and rebuild our whole marriage and rebuild everything um, I've had a lot of people say it's amazing that you two are still together like those are some really huge changes to go through and to stay together because um, it wasn't like I it was just me raising the cult and Nate had a different experience we both had the same experience and so for us both to come to the same conclusions and to both decide together we're gonna change how we do everything I mean I guess that's pretty rare because we were totally on the same page and we were like hell no um, we had a lot of hard conversations but um, I think it really um, I think it's really a, a testament to the fact that Nate and I just enjoy each other like we just enjoy being together and even in the last four years in my discovery and journey um, into realizing that you know I really did the whole you know heterosexual marriage thing because that's all I knew but that's not really me even with that whole change it's really only made Nate and I closer and that was gonna blow everyone's mind and it's fine you don't have to understand <laughs> you won't understand really um, there's no way I could explain it to you it's something you have to experience but I think it's a testament to the truth that even through all of that like Nate and I have always enjoyed being together and he has even told me like you know if if we knew back then what we know now he said, I still think I would have wanted to find a way to be with you. Even if we couldn't have gotten married, even if you had, you know, were in a relationship with a woman and were a lesbian, like I still wanted to, I still would have wanted to be with you. I still would have wanted to find a way to make it work because I just love being with you and we're best friends. Like we, we work well together. We, um, it's just like, I don't know, we're complete opposites, but we've really learned how to complement each other. So, um, yeah, it's just like looking back for me, I know people say, oh, this is, you know, this person's been the, the dream of my life, you know, or whatever. And I was thinking, I don't think Nate was the dream of my life, you know. Um, I honestly think if I had been able 
to really embrace my true desires and who I was and not see myself as a horrible person like I would have been just full lesbian um, but even in all that like you know Nate and I we have a lot of the same passions as far as like we love to be outdoors together we love to explore we love to create our own traditions do new things be crazy do things out of the norm um, push the boundaries break the rules like we like to do things our way and we're really creative in that way and um, so that part of us that's always been there and that's the part of him that I've always loved like he's been willing to do all the crazy things with me so I'm gonna share some of those stories today um, when we first got married okay so we we went on our honeymoon and we went to Colorado. We really wanted to go skiing. Neither of us had been skiing. We both loved Colorado, but we'd never been there. Um, I don't know, Nate might've been there as a little boy. I don't remember. I had never been there. Anyways, um, so we set up this trip where we had three days at a ski resort in Colorado. We got ski lessons and then we skied. It was so scary and so fun. And Nate was so much better than I was. <laughs> like he's the person like what during the ski lessons, like he's teaching how to turn and all that stuff. And Nate's very like, I, I'm meticulous, mechanical. I'm trying to find the right word, but like he really pays attention to like how things work and like, okay, so if I angle my body this way and turn my feet like this, then I'll get this. And I'm more just like, learn it as you feel it kind of or something just like feeling it and just like trying to okay all right you know like but i'm not like studying the art of it like nate is so i'm like okay we're good we're good i think we can go to our first ski hill and then we go to our first hill to ski down and of course it wasn't a bunny slope it was still their you know easiest slope probably but it didn't feel easy to me and it was super long and it was super like I just started I got going and I just started catching speed really fast and I was like oh shit you know when we learned it was just like a couple little hills and you er, go back er. so now I'm just like catching speed and I was like okay I'm, I know I'm supposed to like turn and do like so I don't just speed up but at that point I was too scared to turn because I was already going so fast that I was like I wish I had paid better attention to the mechanics of how this worked because now I don't want to try to turn I'm scared so I thought it'll be just fine I'll just go straight I'll just go straight down to the bottom of the hill this hill you could choose to take a curve or you could go straight I was like I'm just I'm barreling down and at the bottom you know hopefully it has a long enough of a landing space that I can slow down and stop so I'm just going going and then I passed Nate up he's like whoa honey you're going fast you know and I was like Ah, I don't even remember if I say anything, you know, I'm just full geared goggles, everything ski mask. I'm scared, like, oh my God. Yeah, so I get going down, I get this one down and then it goes another hill and then boom, on that second hill as I'm coming down, I'm just, I'm going so fast. I don't know what happened, I just wiped out. Like I just exploded, like just rolling and laughing my head off at that point. I was like, oh my God, that was crazy. And that Nate was behind me because he had slowed down by turning. He was actually going back and forth on the hill, controlling himself. And um, so he watched the whole thing happen ahead of him. And he was actually videotaping it. We have it somewhere on video. He goes past me and he's trying to slow down, trying to slow down, trying to slow down on this steep hill. 
and he ends up and videotaped me, so he ends up falling as he's trying to slow down. And we're both laughing and he's like crawling over. We're just dying of laughter. He's like, why weren't you turning to slow down? I was like, I was too scared. So it's like we're just holding each other on the side of the ski slope as people are skiing past us as we're just laughing our butts off so hard. It is a great memory. But that's like the difference of Nate and I, okay? Like I'm like, okay, I'll just kind of feel it out. And they're like, holy crap, I'm gonna die. And Nate's like, oh, the, he's just, you know, he's doing the right thing. And anyways, um, so, but that was, that was just like the difference between Nate and I on, on how we, work through life. So on this trip, also my, I had a cousin that lived in Colorado at that time. And um, I knew him really well. He was a really fun cousin. Um, at this point, you know, he was married and he had a couple kids. And so he's probably, I don't know, five or six years older than me. Um, but I thought I would love to stop and visit Mikey was his name. I'm gonna visit Mikey. So um, Nate was like, sure, that'd be great. So we, set up with them, get a hold of them. We stop by and we visit them in the morning time. And then they're like, what are you guys gonna do? And so they give us ideas of great places to go in Colorado. So we leave and I told Nate, we should dress up and go stop back by his house tonight, not tell him, surprise him and be dressed up as different people and see if he recognizes us, okay? So I called Mikey's wife to make sure she would be in on it with us. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's a great idea, yes. So we made this plan to surprise Mikey and show back up and see if he would recognize us. And I know it sounds dumb, but you have to realize Nate had a full beard and mustache at that point. So um, he shaved it. So I was like, you're gonna have to shave your beard because that's a dead giveaway. So he shaved it all off. And you'll notice if you, the picture that I showed you, he has like just a stubble because it was growing back from our honeymoon, but it wasn't fully growing back. On our wedding day, he had a very full beard and mustache. Um, so anyways, so he shaves it. We go to the store. I buy this like spray on hair stuff. And I think I got like white and orange. It was, you know, not long after Halloween. So it was really clearance items, hairspray. Um, no, I think I got pink. It was like a pinkish purple and white. So we go to our hotel. Nate shaves his beard. I put my hair up in a high ponytail and I spray it these wild, wild colors. Um, Nate had brought this um, trench jet, trench coat with him. That was an oilskin trench coat, ball black. So he puts that on and then I put on these wacky clothes. I don't remember what they are, but I stuff pillows up my shirt to make it look like I'm pregnant. We go back to Mikey's house that night and we had decided we were gonna act like our car had broken down and asked to use his phone. So we parked down the street so he can't see our car. Cause remember we had just been there earlier that day. And then we walk up, this is nighttime, it's dark. We walk up to the house and we start knocking on the door and his wife who knows we're coming, she's like, I'll get it, I'll get it. So she goes and gets the door and Nate's like, hey, my car broke down, you know. Uh, my girlfriend's pregnant. I don't know if we could use y'all's phone. And um, so then she's like, Mikey, can you come here? And so she calls him and they have two big dogs. Um, maybe it was just one, I don't, might have been two. Anyways, all I know is there was a big dog involved. And so Mikey's trying to hold on to the dog. He's like, rah, 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 right at the door. <laughs> and um, he's like, what? She's like, 
they want to know if um, they can use our phone. And so he comes down, she goes to get the phone and he's like looking at her like shaking. He's like, no, no. And she's like, here, I got the phone. Like he's, his eyes are really wide. So I think Nate had like sunglasses on, a dark like hat and his trench coat. And I had, oh, I put like um, a bunch of mascara around my eyes, which that to that point, um, I had never put on like real makeup. I had done mime makeup and, and stuff for skits and stuff like that, but I didn't really know how to put mascara on or eyeliner. And so I just like gobbed a bunch of stuff in my face just so he wouldn't recognize me at all. I looked atrocious, but it was awesome. So he, I could tell it's like, he has no clue who we are. So it's like, Nate's like, can we borrow your phone, man? And Mikey's trying to hold the dog and his wife brings phone. She's like, here. And Mike's like, ah. And uh, she goes, here, come in here. And, and I, on Mikey's face, he's just like horrified thinking, why are you letting these strangers in our house? And the kids are like up these stairs and they're looking over the stairway and they don't know we're coming. They're just kind of wide eyed and watching. So we, we walk inside and Mikey's standing there holding the dog. He's going, ruff, 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 ruff. And so she hands Nate the phone. He's pretending to dial an ember. And then I all of a sudden fall on the ground and start screaming saying that I'm in labor, okay? So mind you, I hadn't had any kids yet, so <laughs> I know I was way overdoing it, but I was trying to make this seem very dramatic. So I fall to the ground going, oh, oh my God, I think I'm in labor, oh my God. And then Nate's like, oh my God, she's in labor, oh my God. And so then Mikey freaks out and the dog jumps out of his hands and starts like jumping on me barking and Mikey's going oh my god call 911 and like he's just panicked his face is white he's panicking trying to get the dog off me yelling call 911 and <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore he looks so scared I just started laughing and you guys know how my laugh is a dead giveaway I started laughing I was like Mikey Mikey it's me it's me it's your cousin look it's me look no no it's okay he was shaking, you guys. <laughs> and I know you're probably listening to the story and being like, okay, you went too far, Abigail. That is too far. But in the moment, it was so much fun. And Nate looked so awesome. And I was so happy that he did that with me. It was, and his wife was laughing her head off. She thought it was awesome fun. Mikey, on the other hand, was a little traumatized. He, like took the dog out of the room so it would stop barking. He went and sat in the living room for a minute just to like calm his nerves. He was shaking. <laughs> I went in the bathroom and washed my makeup off and I came back and I'm like, look, Mike, it's me, are you okay? Eventually he settled down and then we all sat around and laughed about it. I don't know, maybe he's holding a grudge against me. I haven't talked to him for a long time, but this is what I love about Nate. From the very beginning, he was willing to do the crazy ideas that I had and not just like go along with them like wholehearted he was all in I mean he looked amazing and he looked like a completely different person and he was willing to just shave his whole beard mustache off it was awesome um so I mean we did another thing at the ski resort that we stayed at you know, here's Nate and I walking around and we're from West Tennessee. We've never skied before. We have to rent all our own equipment, you know. Uh, and this is course, we're still living in the cult. And you know, I can only wear clothes that are super modest. And thank God at that time, I wasn't wearing head coverings anymore. But, um, you know, we don't look cool. We don't look trendy. Uh, we 
probably looked super dorky and I felt super dorky, you know, like, I don't know if you ever watched somebody walk in ski boots, but it's like clunk, 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 clunk. I just don't, I don't even think it's possible to walk in ski boots and look cool. The thing with the area where we went for honeymoon was Breckenridge, Colorado. It's really a hip town. It's beautiful, but there's a lot of snowboarders. So the snowboarders, now they look cool. They look cool as shit. I mean, they like have all their own gear and they're just like, yo, you know, and they're just chilling. And I was just like, felt so out of place. So like, well, if I'm gonna already feel stupid and dumb, like I'm gonna act stupid and dumb because it's fun. <laughs> I love the shock effect of people if you haven't noticed that yet. So at one point, like Nate and I are sitting around and we are watching all these people. I was like, they're so cool. They just all look so cool. And we look so dorky and he's like, yeah. I was like, let's do a skit. Let's, let's do this pretend like thing. Um, so we play in this thing where Nate starts walking off and I was like, Georgie, Georgie, come back. And we're in this area that's like right outside the ski resort because we stayed at the ski resort. So there's these picnic tables. And so people would ski down and then they could sit at these picnic tables and get a hot drink or whatever. So you're watching the people ski and snowboard, but you have this whole area where there's picnic tables and, and people sitting around. So we do it right in the middle of this spot. Then he starts walking off and walking away from me, acting like he's mad at me, like we're in this you know fight. And I'm like, Georgie, Georgie, come back. I'm sorry, please don't leave me. So I start walking after him and then he starts trying to walk faster. And like, we didn't really plan it out. I just told him that like, to pretend like we were in a fight and just walk away from me and I was gonna kind of come after him and make a scene about it, just to get people's attention and be like, I don't know, just for fun. So he starts walking and then he's walking faster and Nate's got these really long strides. So I'm trying to catch up with him and then I'm laughing because as he's trying to walk fast, he's going and he just looks so dorky. And then there's me trying to do my speed walk because my leg, you know, I don't have as long as a stride. So I'm like, and we're just like clunking on this like icy snow and I'm trying to catch up with him and I'm like, please, no. And then I'm trying to not laugh and I reach, I barely catch him enough to like grab his jacket and we both slip and fall down. And like I fall on top of him and we're just laughing in the snow together again. And um, I, I looked up at everyone and they're just like trying so hard to not look at us, but yet they're looking at us out of the corner of their eye like, what is happening? <laughs> Awesome. I was like, well, if you can't look cool, you might as well be dorky on purpose. So I love that about Nate. Like that is, I mean, we have done so many things like that. So many crazy things at my, literally just at my last half marathon that I ran the beginning of November, Nate had a sign that um, it was supposed to be like advertising milk or whatever. Cause so it had like cow print on it. And he had Jennifer write on the sign, you've got to move it, move it. And so he, that was the sign that he held up for me. And now when I come running past, one of the times he was out in the middle of the intersection, the policeman was holding up the traffic so the runners could come through. And Nate was out there in the intersection holding the sign back and forth. And those of you that know Nate might be like, well, he's so quiet, you know, he doesn't talk as much. And he's not like, when he is in the mode, 
The man is crazy awesome. He was out there with a the sign going, you got to move it, move it. You got to move it, move it. Dancing back and forth, really dorky. <laughs> Just totally busted me up every time. It made the run so enjoyable. I was like, that is so awesome. Um, because he's not afraid to do those things. Like, it's one thing I loved about him. Like, he's not too cool to have fun. I couldn't stand that about other guys. They're just too macho or they're just too cool. Like Nate was willing to do whatever. He was always down for it. Um, so, <sighs> yeah, and I just, you know, I think about it and I've been thinking about all the, all of the things that we've been through together, um, all the things that we learned, like the way we were raised to think about marriage you know, was this like this holy, you know, um, union and the man is the, you know, he's the head, the woman is under him and she submits to him and respects him and he has authority. And I remember when we were, I don't know that we were even engaged yet. Were we engaged or just courting? I don't know. It was right in the early stages. We weren't married yet. Um, I was going to go, I was invited to go to this music thing with a band. I was in a band at that time. And um, it was a bit part of the village. And Nate had, was in separate bands. So, um, we, you know, we would go and perform places. But, but they were going to go to this one music thing. And I, I was going to go with them. And I remember Nate telling me, like, he didn't want me to go. He didn't want me to go. I don't remember why or what reason. Maybe because he couldn't go or he was working or something, but he didn't want me to go. And I was really mad. And at the time, like, we had been taught to, if you can't work through something, you take it to two people. It's supposed to be this biblical thing that where you get help and you get two other people, like they, you know, whoever you're fighting with, they pick a person and you pick a person and then those people sit down with you and they help you work it out. So I remember we got two people, which was just a couple, a married couple. It was a leader and his wife, which was a mistake from the beginning. But we got them sat down with them. But I do remember that they told Nate that he couldn't tell me that I couldn't go yet because I wasn't married to him. Like he wasn't my husband yet, so he wasn't allowed to tell me what to do. So I remember being relieved, like, hooray, like he can't tell me what to do yet. But also being a little traumatized because I was like, yet? Like he's going to be able to control and tell me what I can and can't do. So yes, that was true because after we got married, we got two people about something else where I was trying to get a hold of Nate and he wasn't calling me. And anyways, the, the situation ended up being that like he wasn't communicating with me. He was staying late after work to go fishing, and I thought he was still working. And when I found out that he was just ignoring my phone calls and fishing, I was livid. I was really mad. I was like why aren't you telling me what you're doing? And, and I thought you were still at work and all this stuff. And anyways, he just wouldn't tell me because he didn't want me to fuck up his plans. So we got two people, which was an, another married couple, because that's what we were taught to do. Once you're married, you get a married couple to sit down with you. And this couple, just so you know, had, were, they were Amish before they came to the village. So they not only had the toxic village religion, they also had the Amish <laughs> mindset. So they told us that they told me, actually I should say me, they told me that I was not allowed to tell Nate what he could and couldn't do or really demand anything of him. Like he was the man, I was the wife, he should be able to do whatever he wants and I just have to respect him and love him.
the end. And I remember being so mad. Like, I was so mad. I was like, really? So, like, I don't have any say-so over anything? He gets to tell me what to do, and I don't have any say-so over what he does? Like, it's not a together thing? Yeah, it was really maddening. And Nate, even, I've talked to him about it, you know, he's like, I remember at the time feeling confused, like, that doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem very fair. But he didn't say anything, because it's all he knew, and it's all we knew. Um, so, being married with those dynamics for so long, you guys, like 15 years, we were married like that with those dynamics. It's only been the last four years that we've really changed the whole way we've done marriage to the point of like, I never had my own bank account. After I got married, everything was joint and together. So like now I have my own bank accounts, you know, I, I have a motorcycle and just, just my name. And there's things that like Nate and I decided like, we're gonna change the way we do things. Like this isn't right, it's not okay. There's this hierarchy here. And um, when the shit hit the fan with my dad, I was like, no more. Like, you don't get to be the boss and say if things are okay or not okay. Like, if something's not okay with me, I'm not gonna, well, I was just taught to just ignore that stuff it down and be respectful and obey and, you know, be this honoring wife. I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. And Nate's like, I don't want you to do that anymore. Even to the point of where he would like point it out, like, no, I want you, it's okay that you're mad. I fucked it up, you know, I'm gonna do better. And so it's been, it's been crazy because I look at the first 15 years versus the last four years, completely different, even to the point of Nate sitting me down and telling me that he believed I was bisexual and encouraging me to pursue my relationship with Jennifer. That was his idea. Like he said he had seen that in me all along. So like our marriage has completely changed even to the point of where we're like, I don't even like to say husband anymore. I like to say my partner. Because when you say husband, it's this automatic assumption by everybody. That, oh, he's the man, he's in charge, he does this. You know, <clears throat> he has this say so and, and you're under that. And like, it comes with this, it's this package assumption deal that neither of us like um, and we've had a lot of conversation about it Nate's talked a lot about how he's he really regrets the way that we got married as, as far as he felt like you know I was really pressured into it and um, you know he wishes we could have done things way differently than how we did but we only knew what we knew right so now that we know differently we've changed it all and um, like so I like to think of Nate and Jennifer as my partners. There's not my husband who's like, ah, and then there's Jennifer down here. There's like, no, I have two amazing partners. And today I celebrate Nate because he has been by my side for 19 years. And yes, it's been hell sometimes. And yes, there's been a lot of unhealthy dynamics because of the way we were raised and because of the way that we were trained to think about marriage. But he is always, even in the midst of all of those toxic things, he is always, like the one thing that's never changed about him is he is, oh God, I'm gonna cry. He's always loved being with me, like, and chosen me, even when things have gotten hard and, um, You know, when things came down 
and came out about my dad, I told him I will never be with anyone like my dad. And like there was there was things about his character that I hated. I felt like he was a chicken when it came to like confrontation and when it came to protecting his family, he sucked at it really bad. And um, there was these really unhealthy things that had contributed to the pain that my family went through. That I was like, no more, I won't be with this anymore. Like this either has to change or I'm out. And he said, okay. And then he changed like, and he continues to change. And um, there's no other man in this world that I would want to be with. Um, Cause he's just, he doesn't, like he's so over trying to fit in with the culture and go along with what society says or go along with what people think. He's like, it doesn't matter. We're gonna do what feels right to us. And he just continues to encourage me to find my freedom and reminds me that it's not about what anybody else thinks. It's about what feels good to us. And, um, you know, I think about like, I was thinking this morning, like he's just not like other guys. And then I was like, well, maybe no guys are really like other guys. They're just all trying to fit in because they feel like that's what they have to do. I believe that everyone is different and unique. And I wish everyone had the freedom to be that and not have to fit into this macho mold or this feminine mold, you know, but to actually just be who they are. Nate is who he is. And that's one thing I've loved about them. Like he's not, he's never really tried to be fit into a specific group. You know, he's never been like one of the guys. He's always been like, when guys are like, hey, let's go to a guy's weekend. You know, he's like, I had, I like being with Abigail. Like I'd rather be with her. Like he doesn't care if he, he doesn't care to be off drinking beer with the guys and doing like what the guys do. Like he's not that type. And so I always, I hope that encourages other guys to, to realize like everybody's different. You can be who you are and have different aspects to you that fit in here and fit in there, but you don't have to fit into this one male mold or this one female mold, like everyone's different. And you know, Nate's not afraid to walk around in his, you know, work clothes and get things done and do goofy stuff out in the intersection. And like, he's not like, I have to wear name brand clothing all the time and I've got to look like this and play this part. No, he's not. He's genuine. He's very genuine. And um, I could go on forever about all the things that I love about him. Um, he's not perfect. Please. <laughs> I get so irritated when people are like, oh, Nate's such an angel. Oh my God, you married such an angel. You're so lucky. I'm like, I am lucky, but he's not an angel. And he's lucky too. I'm learning to say that because I've been taught my whole life and everyone's always told me like, oh, Nate's so amazing. So like I've been taught to worship him, literally, like to treat him. And this is what we were taught in our, um, in the, the cult that we grew up in, like treat him as if, he, as if he's Christ himself. When it comes home from work, serve him. Cook for him, clean for him, laundry, all of the things, children, homeschooling, all of the things. And just 
be so grateful. But we've changed all those dynamics. Nate does laundry now. Nate makes the almond milk. Nate's learning to help out with the kids stuff more. Like he wants to, he wants to change that whole dynamic of the woman being the slave and the man being the worshiped one. Like, oh, I've worked today. So I should come home and put my feet up and have my wife serve me. As if the woman's not home working your ass off all day. So Nate has been an amazing um, partner because he's helped push me out of that space of, I just, it's, it's, it's my, like, I don't even think about it. It's just, I go to it, it's just my first reaction. I take care of him, I serve him, I make his food, I do cleanup, I like, make sure he's got everything he needs. I'm like, and he's like, stop, like, let me, like, he's trying to teach me to take care of myself and to stop worrying about taking care of him. So like, that is amazing. Um, <clears throat> but he's not perfect, he's not an angel, he's a human, right? And we've talked and I've told him like, you know, even though I've like discovered this part of me that's really, um, you know, like I've never fit into being a woman, don't really fit into being a man, but you know, I've realized I've had crushes over a woman my whole life. Like, I don't fit into the heterosexual thing. I would fit in a lot more to, to I tend more to being lesbian, but I love Nate and I love being with him and I love our relationship and I love our building life together. So like um, this new dynamic of, of adding Jennifer into our family and making it all of us on the same plane, we're all together, we're all just partners creating our life together. Like that's amazing. It's amazing. I wouldn't want to do it without Nate. I wouldn't want to do it without Jennifer. Like it's exactly how it's supposed to be for us. So find what feels good to you, find what fits you. And even if you're 40 years old and completely redoing how you do relationships, you don't have to be stuck. And that's one thing Nate and I have decided we're not going to be stuck. If we have to get a divorce just to be done with the stupid paperwork and not have to have that marriage thing over our heads and just for real say we're just partners, then we'll do that. Like we'll do whatever it takes. We can, we can make whatever changes we want to make. And we've seriously talked about just divorcing for the fact of hate the whole marriage thing that that puts the pressure the expectations all of that's just ridiculous um so he's the best partner i could ask for when it comes to a male <laughs> he is an incredible man i'm like i don't know that you're a man i think you're a gem too because you're just like one of a kind um anyways happy anniversary nate I love you so much. And I was thinking this morning, like, am I allowed to do this podcast just for Nate? It's not just for Nate. I mean, whoever's listening, I hope this encourages you and inspires you and empowers you that you can make whatever changes you need to make at whatever point of your life. You're never stuck. You're not stuck being married. You're not stuck heterosexual. You're not stuck anything. And if you, you know, love this person you're with, but you realize you want to be with it, like you can figure it out. I've come into, come across a lot more stories in the last few years of people that are realizing they have the freedom to explore and finding something different, but yet like they want to want to stay with their husband because they love him. And they've created this beautiful relationship. Like you can do it. It's not a, you have to dump one and get another. 
that's not how it has to go if you love the person you're with so um but I also was like you know what I'm not hugely successful yet I don't have to worry about pleasing all of my fans so I'm doing this episode for Nate <laughs> because I can't and anyways I hope I never get so big that I have to make podcasts to please other people I want to do what feels good to me and today this felt absolutely perfect and I asked Nate this morning he was leaving for work and I was like what do you want for your anniversary what do you want for our anniversary like he said I wanted to help you get a motorcycle which he didn't pay for it but he did help me find it like he had come home from work the night before and he's like just he was just messaging all these motorcycle people he's like I want I just want to help you keep the ball rolling because he knows that like I'll just get busy doing everything else for everybody else that I'll stop making finding a motorcycle priority so he helped me prioritize it he set it up so we could go make the trip he took me there and supported that he's like we're gonna get your motorcycle gear we'll get it all worked out and um, we came home and the, the back blinkers on it were broken that was the one thing about it so they had sent us with new blinkers so he spent the night evening last night in the garage with the propane heater on in 21 degree weather you know replacing the blinkers on the motorcycle so I could drive it and so his gift to me was to to really help keep it rolling and encouraging me to keep pursuing my freedom so I love that about him I love a lot about him so happy anniversary honey and um, yeah I look forward to a lot more years let's see or for this 60 more years let's do let's get 60 more years and we'll be 100 <laughs> 60 more years of awesomeness challenges fun things crazy things and um, who knows how many motorcycles we will own in another 60 years I don't even know it's gonna be awesome though his life with Nate is always great <laughs> not always I can't say that it's not true it's not always great <laughs> it's usually great all right you guys thanks for coming check out the pictures maybe I'll maybe I'll find some old pictures of, of Nate and I and I'll post them on social media so you can kind of just see a little bit of our journey together okay I'll see you next week got some great stuff um, to look forward to I have a few people that I will be podcasting with soon I'll keep that a surprise but stay tuned love you have a great week and uh, yeah happy early Christmas craziness peace out if I wrote it in a song would you believe in more if I busted out the lock would you open the door if I dare to speak my truth would you still value me? If I reached my hand to you, would you reach yours back to me? Darling, there's no reason why you should have to hide. Step out into the open air and claim your freedom waiting.